The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his light is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is lighter. I wish I could describe him to you. Yes, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't, you can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah! That's my king. That's my king. Amen. I wonder. I wonder whether you know him. I wonder whether you know him. Do you understand the full depths of all that God has got for us? You know, this is, I was sort of thinking, how do I do a sermon for these babies and for the families? And, I, you know, just, this has been stirring in. How much do we know him? 
We have two brand new babies. How much do we know them? Well, actually, we know more about them than they know about us at this stage. They're going to spend their lives getting to know their parents, getting to know their environment, getting to know where they've been placed in the world. They're going to be spending their time learning that actually God has got a plan for their life, even better than their parents. But how much more fun is it as well when as parents we get to know our children? How much do you think the Father is enjoying you this morning? How much do you think the Father... You know that challenge there is, how do you know my God? Do you know my God? Because he knows you and me. He knows you and me intimately, and he's not bored. He's not switched off. He's not given up and looking somewhere else. His eyes are focused on you and on me right here today. In Colossians 2, let's just read, oh, Colossians 1, sorry, 1.15. Colossians 1.15. This is what it says about our God. This is what it says about him. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether powers, thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things were created by him and for him. What a statement today about you and me and about these two babies. That God created us himself. And he planned our lives. He planned and determined our days. And he is waiting to add to our days as we put our trust in him. Do you know that God only wants to add to your days? God's not set a point in time and God, that's it. No more for them. God is looking to add to you and to me days. He wants to increase us. That as we seek him, he's the God who says, you know me? I'm life. I'm joy, I'm peace, and I'm grace. I want to give you what you don't deserve so that every day is a day of adventure. When we lose sight of this, everything just becomes crushing. Everything becomes mundane. Everything is just another job, another day. But do you know him? Do you know him? Because every time I lose sight of him, I kind of ask that question, do I really know him? And every time I turn back to him, it's like, oh, that was easy. That was easy. That my God stands there waiting for me just to turn back. 
You see, this is children with all that capacity in them. All the hopes we have for them. We want to see them growing. We want to see them mature. And you see, this is what it says in John 17 verse 3. This is God's plan for us. John 17 verse 3. Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know. That they may know. That they may know. The only true God. And Jesus who you have sent. This is eternal life. Eternal life is not just us going on day after day after day after day. In eternity, nothing the same. nothing, Nothing changing. But eternity has started today for you and for me who already know him. Physical death is just an instant. Life has already begun and will not cease as we know him more and more and more. What we discover is there's more to know. He doesn't get boring because, hey, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. My God is the one who makes every day worth getting up for. Have you got life? Have you got some purpose? Because today, he wants to give fresh purpose. He wants to give fresh life. Uh, you know, I was getting up this morning, I thought, oh, what am I going to preach? Lord, I seem to have been on holiday for forever. What, what do you want to do fresh? What do you want to do that's, that's, that's vital? You know, we, we have encounter coming up in just four weeks' time. It's not a conference. It's a time of getting to know him. It's a time of purpose. It's a time of destiny. We mark the years in our children's lives. Uh, at the moment, we're marking them by weeks. Well, the parent, these parents are. It's another day. Wow, look how much this baby's growing. They say the first word. Do you know how exciting it is, that first word? I mean, I remember Joseph's first words. Claire and I were kind of looked at it. It's an astonishment. Did he really say that? Wow. His first sentence, Jesus is Lord. You know, for us, that was, that was a weird, weird... What? Did he just... Because we were singing some songs in the house just around the table. And suddenly, Joseph says, Jesus is Lord. It's like, hang on, he has not said a single word before that of, of, of understandable nature. How excited do you think God is every time we utter something fresh towards him? If we would get excited, 
How much more does he celebrate us? My God, do you know him? My God, do you know him? Simon Aran, Ashkan Etifah. They're getting to know this baby. They're discovering new things. And some unpleasant ones were along the way, I'm sure. Change some nappies. But doesn't put them off. It doesn't put them off. This baby is exciting. But do you have a sense of that about God feeling for you? You see, this is the reason that God set apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists into the body. He put them in place to prepare us for maturity, for growth, for life with purpose. This is eternal life that they may know me. That they may know. Who may they know? The one who is the image of the invisible God. The one who is limitless in mercy. God is limitless in mercy. It means he has decided to not give you and me what we deserve. Every wrong mistake. Every smelly nappy, if you want to put it that way. He's not going, I'm going to rub your face in this. I'm going to remind you of the mess you made. What do we do as parents with a brand new baby? We clean it down. We put a fresh nappy on it. We make sure there's cream so it doesn't get sore. My God is the God who knows how to clean messes. Is he your God? Is he the one that you know is willing today to bring about those changes? Because I'm looking for those miracles. Are you? Are you ready for a season of the miracle working of God in our midst? More than we've known it before? Because as parents, I'm not just looking for my kid now. I'm looking at my children at 21, 19, 16. I'm looking at them. and I'm looking down the line and thinking, what are they going to be? Because my God's hand's on them. And my God's hand is on these two babies this morning. That's why we placed them in his hands. He's the God of all hope. Who when everything else seems wrong, he's going, I know the way. I am the way. I am the truth. That's fun. That's the kind of God we want to know. And what's exciting is that's the kind of parent children want. Ashkan and Etifah, they've broken the curse that's been resting on them. Some of us can testify that too. That my testimony is that I was the first in my family to get saved. Only I wasn't, so I discovered this time. Okay. I discovered while I was away, my mum's been doing some investigation, and her aunt, grandparent, something or other, was a missionary. Missed a couple of generations, 
that God grabbed hold and saved me, saved my mum, saved my brother, my dad's on the way. What a God. What we do as parents ripples right the way down through the generations. A missionary sowed something and God said, I must revitalize the generations to come. Come on, come on. This is a mission sending church. We don't just raise kids. We raise missions. We raise missionaries. We raise, we raise evangelists. We raise pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists. We're raising our kids to know him. We're saying no limits on our kids. We're saying our kids are going to outstrip us. That's what's so exciting when we dedicate our children. Oh, parents, we have such plans for our kids. And if you're a single person here, the promise is that more are the children of those who have none than those who have children. So you need to grab it. Because my God is so awesome, just because you don't have physical kids isn't going to limit you one little bit. That you will have many that go, in heaven, I knew you. You're the reason I'm here. You're the reason my family was changed. You're the reason the generational curse was broken. That's what's exciting. Someone brought Hamid. Hamid brought Ashkan Etifah. Who are they going to bring? Who are they going to bring to know this God? This God? This God whose purpose is to pour blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon you and me so that we keep blessing other people. Our children are blessed. You know, God's only angry, it says, the Bible says, for three generations. But his joy is for a thousand generations. That's, that's why all things were created by him and for him. Do you know God? Do you know this God this morning? Because when you recognize him like that, hey, listen, all the other stuff, it starts to fade into its right place. All the issues of life, Instead of being right here, they move to the side when you start seeing his way. His way! He is the way! He is the way this morning! Whatever that means, he is the way. It, it isn't, he's this way for this person, but hey listen, you don't qualify. You're not good enough. You haven't quite prayed enough. You haven't quite given enough money. You haven't quite, you know, you haven't quite uh, served the pastor enough. No, he's the God who makes a way where there is no way. He's the one who heals when every diagnosis is death. Because he conquered death. 
and in him's life. And life to the full. And life to the abundant. Life overflowing. Life that cannot be contained. Do you know my God? Because he knows me and he knows you. And he's excited about you and me this morning. He's excited about you and me this morning. You see the grace of God in our lives this morning. It's as simple as holding out hands and going, Father, thank you. How easy was it to take a piece of communion, the, 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 the biscuit and, and the, the little cup? It was so simple. All you had to do was reach out to take it. Whether you know God, whether you've given your life to the Lord, or whether you've not yet done that, it's that simple this morning. What is your expectation? Is he the God who's difficult to get stuff from? Or is he the God who's easy? Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. Starts, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. That her sin has been paid for. That she has received from the Lord's hands double for all her sins. So the voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up and every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places a plain. The glory of the Lord will be revealed and all mankind will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That sounds exciting to you and to me. And then we go out of here and we think, oh, here's reality. But this is what he says at the end of it, in verse 26. Lift your eyes, look to the heavens. Who created these? He brings out the starry host one by one. He calls them each by name. And because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. So why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. And he increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. But, but, those who hope in the Lord... We'll struggle through the rest of the day. It doesn't say that, does it? What does it say? 
What does it say? What does it say? Are you sure about that? He's the God who does what? Can't hear you. That's a bit more like it. You know, I think sometimes we've got to stir something up inside. We've got to stir ourselves up. He is the God who renews my strength. Do I know him? Because he knows me. And the plans he has for me are good plans today. Can you really say that? His plans for me today are good plans. He knows how to get me to the right place. He knows how to bring the right people alongside me. He picked my parents. He picked my pastor. He put the people around me. And put me in a right environment. And his word brings life to me. Because he knows what to do. And he's decided to see his work complete in me. I praise you, Jesus. Come on, let's just stand to your feet. Let's just stand to our feet. And just, I want you just with your own voice. I'm not going to lead this from the front at first. Just where you are, you start putting things into right order in your own hearts, in your own minds. Just declare his goodness over yourself. And if you need to, receive his forgiveness for every negative word. Because he's not the God who's holding your words over you. He's the one who's trying to get rid of them. He says, I forgive you. I remove your sin as far as east is from west. So you hand it to him. You hand those wrong words. You hand those wrong declarations. You hand him those situations that are too strong. Because my God is strong enough. My God renews my, my weakness and turns it to strength. He renews my life. He adds days to me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you.